Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something Bronco. With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Okay, Broncos country, this is Lori Lattimore Volkman hosting your latest Something Something Broncos podcast. Unfortunately, I am not joined by my usual co-hosts, Jess Place and Tim Lynch, because of a few technical difficulties recording this pod and because Tim is moving across the country. Full disclosure, yesterday Jess and I had an outstanding podcast where we went through the roster and we decided who's going to be cut and who's not. We added up our tally and we were spot on, spot on, I'm sure, with how Elway's going to do it in a few days. But then my laptop crashed, I can't recover it, there's no podcast to be found, and now we're in the 11th hour. Have to get a podcast because I know you're dying to know which players we think are going to last the cuts, which ones are going to be cut. So here you go. It is my least favorite NFL weekend of the entire year because it is cut weekend. And I hate cut weekend. I'll be available for anybody that does want to meet with me. Um, Matt uh, spearheads that operation and I'll be available for anybody that does want to meet. It might be the mother in me, but I just hate getting rid of players. They put their heart and soul into this. They've been on the team for three or four months. They've been coming to practice. They've been putting in the work. They've been learning the playbook. And just like that, it could be over. And I just find that depressing. But the competitor in me and the football lover in me absolutely doesn't want to have players who can't help us win. <laughs> so for that reason, I put up with Cut Weekend because we are here to find out who can help this team and who can help this team get better. So let's go through position by position and talk about who do we want to have, who do we think makes it. So wide receiver, we've got Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton. Obviously, one and two. We've got Deshaun Hamilton, number three. Tim Patrick, I think, has easily moved himself to the fourth spot. He made some jokes earlier in the preseason about all he does is catch passes. And Vic Fangio, ever the smartass, which I love, said, that's good because if you're a big, slow receiver, you better catch the ball. But he has caught the ball, and he's on the squad. I think Juwan Winfrey has definitely locked in the number five spot. Before the game on Thursday, I would have said that most likely River Craycraft or even probably would have given the nod to Calvin McKnight. But after that game, I don't know. Fred Brown had a great game. Craycraft had a good game. Craycraft was six for six with 41 yards. Fred Brown was five for five with 66, but he had yeah, a touchdown catch. His longest was 25 yards. Um, Juwan Winfrey solidified that fifth spot, I think. He, had, he was three for four, 46. So it's going to be a tough 
position to cut and figure out which one of those. Taking out, looks like one, two, three, four, five, five wide receivers. Now, running backs, let's, let's go to another skill position here. Running backs, clearly Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman are on the squad. Theo Riddick, the, there's a little bit of question about what they're going to do since he's injured. But what that does mean is that Devontae Booker is going to stick around because he, he's reliable, third down back. He's good in pass pro and, you know, he knows the playbook and he's... He's, he's not going to get you huge chunks of yards, but he often can be reliable in that third down spot. So Devontae Booker is going to stick around. And then it looks like Kalfani Muhammad and Devontae Jackson are the two fighting to, to stay on the team for at least a few more weeks. So what's likely to happen is Broncos keep Kalfani Muhammad or Devontae Jackson as running back number four. And when Theo Riddick comes back from his injury then whoever was right, running back number four is going to get cut and likely stashed on the practice squad. I'm going to give the nod to Kalfani Muhammad. He had a good preseason game last week. He had a really good first week at the Hall of Fame game. I'm going to just go on the record here and say he makes it. So There we go. Look at this. Kalfani Muhammad. If he that fumbled, kid's fast, man. What a drive. He's, on, he's a on a practice squad running back, and it's just like we're always chasing him around, so it's like you don't want to see him do well, you know? It's just like he's so fast. With the tight ends, oh, it's a sad state of affairs here. Jeff Hireman is kind of nursing an injury, but he's, he's making the squad. Noah Fant also making the squad, but also sitting out a little longer, hopefully back week one. Troy Fumagalli is looking like our, our best tight end at the moment, the healthiest, probably might even go into week one as the tight end number one. And then what happens from there is anyone's guess. Bug Howard has already been IR'd, so he's off the list. Jake Butt, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he gets cut, which would be very, very sad. <laughs> Jake Butt has tried so hard to work back from suffering three different ACL injuries. This preseason, he was really hoping to make a comeback. He was experiencing some soreness, and that was delaying his comeback into the preseason games. He finally played in the last game against the Rams, played about uh, 11 or 12 snaps, made two good catches, and then after the game... On Sunday, his knee was a little sore. It's been sore this week, so he didn't practice at all. And on Tuesday, the coach said he wasn't going to play in Thursday's game. They also announced that he's going to have just a minor surgery to clean up some of the some of the debris inside of his knee, based you know, really from previous surgeries. So it's a big question mark whether he even stays on the team. You know, I wrote a little article about about the mental anguish that goes into injury recovery. And it's so tough. If you've ever been injured playing sports, you know the depression that easily sets in when you're trying to come back and your body isn't responding as quickly as you'd like. There's not a lot of guarantee what the future will hold in terms of your ability to get back on the field. And it's, it's a tough go all around, not to mention the actual physical pain from the injury. So 
Jake is really, really trying to get back on the field, but I think there's a, a better than average chance that the Broncos cut him because they just need the they need the roster spot. And what that likely means is that tight end number six, Moral Stevens, who's played a lot in the preseason last couple preseason games, is likely on the team. And then as soon as we can get Hireman and Fant back in a regular rotation, he's going to the practice squad. Offensive line. Woo. This is this is going to be the toughest one to figure out. We know who the starters are. We've got Garrett Bowles, Dalton Reisner, Connor McGovern, Ron Leary, and Juwan James. But Ron Leary is still a bit of a question mark in terms of his, his ability to start week one. He's battling back from an Achilles injury last season. And so he's, he's on track, but it's likely he won't even play a full game if he does play week one. So... They definitely need to have someone who can step in. And I think at this point, Elijah Wilkinson has has really shown that he can he can play on this line. And has there's even been talk that he's pushing Garrett Bowles for the starting spot on the left tackle. But at this point, he's the backup and it will likely fill in for Ron Leary week one if necessary. So Elijah's making it. Sam Jones looks like probably the next best offensive lineman. So he's probably making the team. And from there, I think the the possibility is between probably Austin Schlotman, John LeGlue, and maybe even Jake Brendel. Finally, we get to the fullback and the quarterback. There's talk about whether they they would IR Andy Janovich and then keep George Aston, the rookie. My guess is they cut George Aston, try to try to keep him on the practice squad. Hopefully he clears waivers and they put him on the practice squad and they just wait essentially for Andy Janovich to come back and be able to play quarterback. Oh man, obviously Joe Flacco. And if there's ever a time to pray for Joe Flacco's health and uh, amazingness, <laughs> it's now. The backup situation is not looking good. Drew Locke, who was, was definitely moving into this the number two spot, I think it's pretty clear. The rookie picked in the second round. He is injured. The injury is unpredictable. They don't really know how long he's out. It's a sprain on his throwing hand, which obviously isn't good. So he's going to miss significant time, which means they've got to have a backup, which means Kevin Hogan is probably at least in terms of the guys on the roster, he's going to be more prepared than Brett Rippon. But you're talking about, uh, you know, a, a veteran backup versus an undrafted rookie. So the fact that Kevin Hogan is still fighting for that position shows you the kind of state we're in because an undrafted rookie is close to beating him out. I would love it if we stole Kyle Sloter back from the Vikings. And those of you who want to laugh, go ahead. But Sloter is looking way better against the same level of players that Kevin Hogan is playing and not looking so good. So keep that in mind. As backups go, Sloter would be a, a huge improvement over Hogan. It's too bad we don't have him. All right. So that takes care of the offense. By my count, I think I, I got rid of about 15 players, which means we're going to have to get rid of a few more, I think, on defense, which is unfortunate because I'd really like to just keep the entire defense. In fact, at some point, we might just get rid of the offensive line and stick some of our defensive linemen there, tell them to try it, because 
I mean, why not? Why not put Draymond Jones in place of Garrett Bowles? <laughs> Could work, maybe? So here we go. Obviously, our, our three interior guys on defense, easily Adam Gotza, Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf. Shelby is having an amazing offseason. I think he's going to be a huge contributor, which is awesome. And Demarcus Walker and Mike Purcell are looking really good. In fact, Mike Purcell, I think, just played his way right onto the team last week. Some of his play that really led to big plays by other, by other linemen. Uh, Dremont Jones, he's, he's a draft pick. He's making it. Um, he's had a pretty good camp, too, but I'm not sure we'll see a ton of him this year. The bubble player that I hope the Broncos find a way to keep is just is Deshaun Williams. This guy, if you don't know his story, it's really interesting. I would uh, encourage you to go to profootballreference.com. Just type in his name and look at all of the transactions in his football career since 2015 when he was drafted. There have been 22 transactions, meaning he's been signed, cut, waived, re-signed, cut, re-signed, waived, re-signed, cut, traded for 22 different transactions in four years. <laughs> if you just think about that, you know, some players go through it a couple times in their career. This has been 22 in four years, and the emotional roller coaster that has to be is amazing and sad to some extent. I mean, I really feel for the guy but appreciate his resolve to stick with football and keep trying to get on a team and working as hard as he can. And he spoke to the media last week and he said, you know, let me tell you my story. I, I practice as hard as I do because I know that there is no promise for a tomorrow. And he knows that better than, than a lot of them. So, unfortunately, he's trying to make the team on a very good defense. But... What hopefully will happen if, if the Broncos can't keep him is that he will get picked up by another team. But that has been his whole career. So I would, I just for his sake, would love it if we can keep him because I think um, he's shown some promise and with, you know, Bill Collar and Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel. I think, you know, a lot of these guys who have any promise at all will become really good players because of the coaching staff. When you, when you look at the linebackers, the um, obviously our edge rushers we're gonna have Bradley Chubb and Von Miller that's 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 a given and thank goodness for those two Malik Reed has really shown um, some incredible promise for this defense too as a backup and, and a rotational player Here comes that Denver pressure led by Malik Reed watch him just forklift this offensive tackle I mean that's unbelievable right there you see for his size, he's got unbelievable leverage. And Justin Hollins, you know, he's he's trying to play both inside and outside, and so he he's learning two different roles, but his versatility seems to be really, you know, a big key for Vic Fangio, and he's he's doing pretty well, so it's gonna still be a little bit of a, a learning curve, but Ahmad Gooden is is a bubble player here. When you look at the inside linebackers, this is where we are really frustratingly thin especially it's frustrating because this is a position that we all know has been one of the key positions for Vic Fangio and they didn't address it in the draft really and we all thought they might they really didn't do any you know they didn't do anything in free agency 
to beef up that. They felt like they had a, you know had a good line there with or good linebackers with Todd Davis and Josie Jewell, but Todd Davis is out with a calf injury and his return is unknown which week, so it's possible he won't be ready for week one. So Alexander Johnson is going to be starting in his place. Josie Jewell, who is doing is doing well, but you know still still needs some development. His backup Joe Jones is hurt, so we're looking at probably Keyshawn Bieria f sticking around as um, on the team. Joe Deneen is hurt. Josh Watson might be able to stick around, put himself in great position, as well as Devontae Bosby. I think the guy you know, coming from from the AAF, he is going to be, um, you know, probably an exciting cornerback for us. It's nice to finally feel like the cornerback position is a position of strength rather than reaching down to our fifth and sixth player to cover, knowing that that's just never going to work at all. We've got three really strong safeties with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson and Will Parks. And then looking beyond that, um, Shamarco Thomas, he, he has shown a lot on special teams, so he might be able to to crack that group. Sua Cravens has also shown some good looks, especially with um, some of his some of his rushing the quarterback. Um, but he has been going against second, third team offenses. So, and of course, special teams. This is you know we're just going to be picking from the roster probably um, for kick returner. It's probably going to be Booker and Craycraft. Um, for punt returner, Craycraft, possibly Kelvin McKnight, um, you know, and and they might even use Deshaun Hamilton in special on special teams again. So there you go, Broncos country. In 20 minutes, I just I just helped that way out. I just told them who he should cut, who he should keep. Should be pretty easy, right? All right. Well. Next week, we will talk about what the final team actually does look like and start talking about the Raiders. Yay! Real football. It's real football. Yay! All right. Thanks for listening. My co-host will be back. You won't have to listen to just me next week. And we'll talk more football. You've been listening to Something Something Bronco. A feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.